This meeting is being recorded. Oh, look out. Updates are on. Updates are on. Hang on one second. Hold on. I know it's being recorded. We're gonna edit this. This is the beauty of editing. So we're going. We're going free. We're going like I'm gonna try and call people tonight. I'm calling two people. Yep. I'm calling the major sponsor of the Matty Chambers uh, game. Yep. I call him out of the blue. The major sponsor. Yep. And I'm gonna call our number one tipster. Top, top. What is it? Top thirty in the world. Top ten. Top ten in the world. Top top 10. 10 in the world? So is he ten? He's top 10. So that means, like, let me give me a... He just hit the perfect fucking round as well. If he's top 10, right? If he's top 10, right? What, how many... What is... Is he, like, really second? Like, equal second? Could be, yeah. Like, how many... Second or third. He's averaging, like, six and a half a week. He's averaging six and a half a week. And I'd be stoked with six. I don't even... I don't even tip six matches in a week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you caved. You just go to. I start. I was clawing my way back in, but that Warriors Warriors game kind of that that hurt, hit me. And I and look, I'll cop it. I was like, look, I was feeling the Warriors during the week. I thought they were shot, but also thought Reed Marnie wasn't playing. And then they almost got there. Well, they looked like they were going to make a game of it, but they lost. And then I emotionally, two minutes before the game, went, "Fuck it, I'm taking the Dragons." Storm missing all these players 10 minutes in. Boy, how dumb did I feel? <laughs> uh, and an hour later, I wasn't even watching. No, you can't. You can't, can't, can't get many. Anyway, can't get many. It's a special round this week. It's an absolute cracker of a round. It's, a, it's, it's one of my favourite rounds of the year because it's the round where we get to play the Matty Chambers Round 10 game. Proudly brought mm. to us by Mac Building Group. Now, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the show, later on the show. Actually, it's going to be the first thing we talk about, to be honest. But before we get stuck into that, we've got to go through the front rowers. Now, before we go through the try scores, you mentioned last week, Kaz, that it's not just about them scoring tries. They do more than score tries, don't they? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and we, we will see that. And our second try scorer. So we'll, we'll go over some of the good things the front rowers do. But first one, James Tama. You know, opening the account for the front rowers on third Friday night against the Newcastle Knights. Followed up by Sean Kepi in the next match. What a fucking mm. brilliant ball there from our oh. man Marty Tapar. Oh, bro. Pass. The, the, the short passing game of these front rowers. James Graham would be proud. Front row finesse. From it is. The thing is, right, th- this is the beauty of the platforms that, that are out there these days. Is it, it encourages, you know, good football and it discourages bad football. Hence why we have what's known as a dummy fall. But also, we have the front row finesse. It's where we get to watch front rowers actually be. And now that they know that there's recognition from that, for that, they start doing it. And we saw it, you know, for Magic Round. This ain't going to be a normal thing, though. They do this every fucking week. Sorry, it is a normal mm-hmm. thing. Anyway, uh, next mm-hmm. try scorer, one of the veterans in the game, Aaron Woods. You know, he's a borderline journeyman. Borderline journeyman. Uh, Aaron Definitely. Woods scores a try. Jai Arrow. Jai Arrow. I'm going to say he's an out now front rower nowadays. He's not the Cam Murray back rower anymore. He, no. He's an up and down front rower. That's fine. We love those types of players. And uh, you can tell by the comment that he made after scoring the try that he's exactly. a front rower. 
Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. When he's when he's cheering that he doesn't have to get his clothes off, he's a front row. <laughs> That's they oh, they're true words of a front row. Get your dick out, Wiki. <laughs> All right, now also, you know what's better than scoring a try? Front row scoring two tries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mate, Regan Campbell Gillard from the Panthers. Oh wow. Good old old Regan, and then Ben Murdoch Masilla. He's been scoring a couple of tries this year as well. No surprises. Yes. When we start recognising the front rowers, they love to shine. You know what I mean? Yeah. After yeah. that, you know another regular in the try scoring circles. Now, sir, I suffer Salamona. Yeah, big time. He loves getting over the line. And then to finish it off, you know, top of the table, there's no surprise that these guys are at the top of the table when you've got front rowers like James Fisher-Harris and Moses Liotta scoring tries like they do. They just score at will, these two. Yeah, that second try was barnstorming try too, that Moses Liotta try. Oh, he was hungry for that line. Well, hungry. he he might have owed them. He did. He did. Mind you, they fucking were doing pretty all right with him out with him without him on the field. To yeah, be honest, yeah. well, that's that's it. That's the Panthers at the moment. They're they're yeah, really buzzing. You know, we can talk about the Panthers a little bit more a little bit later. But just more back to these front rows now. Uh, first, first thing I wanted to say is once they came up with these new rules, the six again, everyone started to fear me being one of them started to fear that, you know, we could start to lose a little bit of the size in these front rows. But I just think, and I think you said this straight away, the cream rises to the top. Now, that ain't, it doesn't matter if you're big. If you're fucking good, if you're fit, and you're willing to go the extra yard, you're still going to wear the spot in this game. And if anything, the they've become just, just as, if not more important, and just have they've become better. You know, yep. it, the best yep. teams have big boys that can... Um, motor and get uh, get them to dominate the middle. You see the teams that don't have the strong big men, they don't compete. Yeah, true. They Bulldogs. don't compete. Yeah, look at the yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's a few other teams that are obviously at the bottom. The Cowboys they just don't have do- how do you think they win? They've got good. Cowboys have been roles. going Yeah, they do. They've been going they've been going a lot better than the last six weeks. So they've really sort of picked it up. But you know you've there's really dominant. Obviously, the Storm have that power game. The Panthers, big boys up front. You know, Bunnies have resurged because they've got because of the big boys. Parramatta obviously have you know this huge pack that's now, but they've obviously got big engines. Roosters forever have been renowned for it. So like, the the, the Dragons started really well was based off their strong middle and their strong forward pack. Like, you can have all the flashy shit, but if you ain't got no big guys in the middle, you ain't competing for any games that matter. Exactly right. It's that simple. Exactly. It's that simple. Another thing that I wanted to note on that James Tamo try was it was a sort of a sort of one of those moments where I think uh, they went down the right hand side for the Tigers and it got shut down and then it got left in the hands of Adam Dwayne is how you pronounce his name Adam Dwayne. Yep. And sorry, one second, guys, bear with me. Apologies for that, folks. Just had the TV on. Forgot to put it on mute. Anyway, uh, Adam Dwayne catches the ball, gets the ball, and he goes for a kick. And it was one of those ones that sort of wasn't, you know, the whole team wasn't ready. It was sort of off the cuff. He sort of saw a chance. Mm-hmm. He kicked it. And there were two men on the spot other than Adam Dwayne who knew about it. 
and they were the two front rowers for the Tigers. And as you said before, if your front rowers aren't performing, if they're not willing to go that extra yard, you're not gonna you're not gonna compete. And it's efforts like that and moments like that that helps your team and the performance that they put in for the rest of the game for the Tigers. It all starts on the front rows, and for them to be there, it, I just knew it was going to be a good night for the Tigers once that Yeah, yeah. Happened. It's no surprise. It's no surprise they yeah, won so well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And also, just on the Tigers, just on the Tigers, uh, before we get stuck into these uh, sim binnings, uh, I had someone slide up in our DMs the other day. Uh, he asked mm-hmm. about the Tigers, and he asked us what we thought, firstly, about uh, the halves combination, them going with Brooks and Moses Embiid. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I didn't really know what to make of it to begin with. I thought I thought Dewey had been, um, been going pretty well this year in a team that was getting beat. Um, but they obviously weren't going that well because they weren't winning. So, yeah. can't really... It's going to be that strange. Like, the coaches go on, on trying to make something work. I feel kind of like it was less about things that Dewey wasn't doing as a 5'8", and more what they didn't have on the edges and an outside back. They didn't have like a guy who could be a strike weapon. I think they knew this is my this is my interpretation anyway. Um, but having Mo Zembai, who you know he's spent a lot of time in the halves earlier in his career, he's been a bit of Mister Fixit. But what he could do is just sort of shifting the ball around, not as big on the running game, and having Dewey just on an edge with like maybe a little bit more space and having a, a strike weapon out there that that could be, you know, I could offer something different. Now I know they've got Le Lua. And they've had James Roberts in that position previously, but I don't know. It just felt like they wanted they they wanted to have another weapon on the edge they could go to. And if Dewey's at six, well, he can't be that weapon. I mean, he could yeah, still be yeah. a weapon at six. He could still run the ball at six and all those things. But maybe they felt like they needed a different type. He wanted a different type of player to play in the halves next to Brooks. And he thought, fuck, let's just put Dewey on on the edge. He still could kick. He's still got a guy who can kick the ball and create. Um, but he's a great runner of the ball. And maybe the yeah. defense on that edge. I don't know. That's that's yeah. my interpretation. That's how that's how I saw I, it. What I, do you think? I first saw it as a as just a token shakeup. They knew in in Dwayne being the better player for the Tigers, he was always gonna remain in the starting side. And they sort of just wanted to shake it up. There could have been, you know, multiple of reasons as to what what could have benefited them by putting Moses at six. Ideally, I probably don't think it's the long-term solution to have Dwayne at centre and Moses in the halves, personally. Uh, but, you know, it fixed, it did the job on the weekend. And the job, like you said, it was probably more just trying something a little bit different. The thing yeah. that is most impressive about that, and I think they said it in the call, is just the way that Dwayne responded, you know, but I don't necessarily think it's always about a demotion. Now, it is definitely some sort of a demotion in a way where you go from being one of the ball players or the organisers to being sort of identified as someone who's just going to be an outside back, you know, and when the ball gets to you, it'll get to you type situation. Yeah. Um, and so what, what, what I sort of, what I, after seeing the game, how it unfolded, it sort of just made me think that... Uh, you know you're always going to get uh, the most... Uh, you're going to get Dwayne playing towards the top end. He's going to play ceiling. seven, seven, seven and a half out of ten minimum every game. Yeah, yeah. His ceiling isn't as high as Lalua, but at the end of the season, he's going to have a higher rating of, of consistent points and just chopping, you know, throwing in their points 
throughout the rest of the season is going to have accumulate a higher score than Lailua, for example. But Lailua might touch the 10 or the 9 a little bit more than what, say, Dwayne could. Right? Anyway, that's all other story as well. But what I mean is, when you put Dwayne and you take him out of six, although sometimes you put a guy out of six and they can just have a roaming role, I feel like probably he found himself a little bit guilty of becoming one of the organisers of the team. Whereas once mm-hmm. they've made him to be a centre, it's almost like you don't actually need to be organising the team. We're giving you, you less responsibility your under your yeah. individual expression. Yeah, yeah. And you just be you. When the ball gets to you, when it comes out to you, yeah, they need to probably get it to them a little bit more, if they can. Uh, but he he probably just needs to worry more about himself. And that's probably why fullback sort of in the visual and how we see fullback, it probably was suited to him. But he's also said that he doesn't have the tone to, to be competitive as a fullback. So I can yeah. see why he probably doesn't want to play there because he's not as effective as he would be yep. in the front line, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, just yeah the correct. And he's he pretty plays... big, too. He's pretty big, too. Yeah. And what about the size about him. Yeah. Did he kick all his goals on the weekend? Mm, oh, no, he nailed, I know sure. he nailed. He nailed some from the sideline. But then that, and it yeah, was like, a few from the sideline. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I think, oh, you know, it's a little bit of a 50-50 or anything. He kicks it and it's not a 50-50. He kicks it like that's in the front of the sticks. <laughs> yeah, he's a good kicker. He's done well. He's done well. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Look, hopefully the Tigers don't fuck that up and let him walk. Um, but he's one of the few bright spots yeah. for him. Yeah, um, we, we spoke about him earlier in the year as well. When we spoke about, I think I remember saying, he's the guy who just goes to work. He knows works hard. He knows he has to work really hard. He knows he has a job to do and just do it. No, I'm not here mm. to complain. I'm not going to complain about the boss. You know, I'm just happy to be playing, doing this job. He doesn't. He doesn't at yeah. at what you ask of people. And we said we said earlier in the year that the Tigers need certain types of players, and he's that type of player. They just need a few Correct. more of those in the team. A few more of those guys. And don't sack the coach. Yeah, no, it's okay. don't sack the coach. Sacking the coach hasn't worked out for the last job. ten years. You got a good. You've actually got a quite a good coach. Yeah, you yeah. just need to let find out and make it work. It yeah, doesn't happen in two get years. Him, get his imprint. He needs to get his imprint. At South, he was able to get that imprint there straight away. They had like, because they, they, their window was open, and as if the playing roster knew the window was open, they gave all that faith over. That, yep. that faith over. Whereas the Tigers, they probably don't deep down believe that the window was open for them. So it's hard to give faith. I don't know. If, not only do they not believe the window is open, they don't know where the window is. <laughs> they're, in, they're in this room. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there is a window here. We just haven't found it yet. So, mate, no guarantee. I haven't seen any light come in. How do I even know there is a window? Why should I go looking for it? Um, now, speaking of not being able find to it. find the right window, uh, it's the window of the high tackles that sort of ran rampant over the weekend. Now, it wasn't mm. necessarily the high tackles that were running rampant over the weekend. Uh, it was just the the new directive that's been implemented by the head of rugby league. Now, uh, tell me what you, you've had a lot to say about this. Tell me what, get, tell us, get off your chest. Yeah, look, it was, um, look, they certainly made an impression. Uh, I think, you know, the, as usual with the NRL, uh, they love to overreact to something. And maybe it's, you know, and, and the, the timing of things is always, always impeccable. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll trip over their feet in trying to do something the right way, like 
you know, I don't know, before the season or, you know, early on when you're trying to really sort of get it going for a season. But they didn't get that right. And then they've decided to go in this hard line. It's on Magic Round. And we've got fucking eight blokes in being on Friday night. Um, I was fucking, I was in shock, you know. I was in shock, which maybe that's their intention, you know. Sort of settled, I sort of settled myself by the, the end of the weekend. And as usual, hearing Robbo's words always calms me and gives me a new perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, looking back after the weekend, all the send-offs, I have no problem with. Like, and they wouldn't have always been given us as a send-off in the games that we've seen um, over the last few years. But I, I can, I'm okay with those being a send-off if that, you know, if that's what that's the way they're going to call the send-offs. Some of the sin bins, I thought were a fair stretch. You, like, especially when there were some of those which were penalties on the weekend and then some were fucking on report and off the field. And when you're sending a guy off the field for 10 minutes, not just one, but sometimes multiple guys, like, you're really having an effect on the result of the game. And granted, they're trying to take this stance on like head high contact, whatever else. But these refs and these bunkers and these officials, they don't seem to have enough understanding of, or, um, of, of the game to differentiate, even with a million views, about what is dangerous or intentional, forceful contact and what's fucking an accidental hit while you're trying to play rugby league. And that's where they're just... Go off the mic. And no surprise at all that Valandis goes, I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm right. We're going ahead with it. Because love him or hate him, that's the Valandis that has come in and done the things that have made people get shirts and say how much they love rugby league. But as Harrison says, like a bull at the gate, get fucked. This is the way we're doing it. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, like, it's, it, it definitely, I, I was really, really fired up early. And then by the end, I sort of had quelled myself a little bit and calmed. Um, but, Still, oh, no. well, the thing I, I'm I, I I was a little bit probably wasn't as fired up as you initially, but I I, I didn't I didn't get uh, you know as much as we love Robert and I think he is the voice of reason and, and you know very very wise when it comes to understanding rugby league. He didn't win me over. I'd, I'd watched the press conference prior to Trent Robinson. It was Todd Payton's press, and I think. His one hit the nail on the head. And what this weekend sort of uh, showed to me is another example of how the the refs have gone away. Not uh, Sorry, 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 sorry. Not the refs. Instead of it being pointed at the interpretation of the referees on the night and accepting that they made the bad, wrong decision in the Roosters and the Parramatta game, that they... Got, not got the wrong decision. They just missed. They missed a situation, right? They missed it. But last weekend, the rules were fine. There was nothing wrong with the rules last weekend. No one had a problem with the rules. If you don't adjudicate, if you if it doesn't matter what the rule is, if the refs are the rules didn't change this weekend. Well, the rules weren't did. any different. Yeah, they, no, they didn't. Let me finish. Let me finish. It's because last week, if someone got a high tackle, that was a penalty. That was always a penalty. Sometimes it would go on report. Sometimes it wouldn't. But it was not a, a high tackle. Didn't always equal. Didn't always equal a sin bin, which which is what it happened this weekend. So let me yeah. finish. Not every tackle, though. Before, not every high tackle was. Yeah, every on. high tackle went to the bin. No, not true. Well, not true that's at all. That's the directive. There's heaps of high, 
There was loads of high tackles that didn't go to the bin. How many? Weekend. How many? Robbo said it in the game. He said there were two high tackles in their game. Two of them. And they both got Simba. That's what he said. He goes, no, there was before the, the game, before, but he goes, four. usually we have five. Usually we have five. In the previous game, there was four. Not the previous nah, There was high game. tackles on the weekend. That, there was high tackles in the way on lots of games where they didn't go for the Simbin. No, that's not the directive. Uh, the yeah, directive yes, is. yes. Uh, well, yes, there was, Wiki. Um, Which one? In the Warriors Parramatta game, there were high tackles that didn't go to the Simbin. In the Storm um, and Dragons game, there was, a high, there was a couple of high tackles that didn't go to the Simbin. Not well, every not single high tackle went to the bin. That's not the directive. No, the, no, no, no. You're misunderstanding the direct. The directive wasn't every high tackle goes to the sin bin. What's the directive? That was not the directive. The directive, the directive was um, was forceful. Uh, if there's if you see forceful high contact above the shoulder to the neck and head area, um, then they, then they should want you to punish them and more severely than what they had been. You know, mm-hmm. use the bin, use the send off. That was the directive. It wasn't every single high tackle because there were a couple of high tackles. And this is part of the issue that I have as well is because there was a cut, like there was like a Broncos one where Tyson Gamble goes to the sin bin for like a, a little tap. But there's one in the Dragons Storm game in the same one where Maguire gets off, goes off the shoulder and then hits him in the head and gets in the bin. But later, Kafusi gets a, gets, a, gets a nice little whack to the chops so of the Dragons guy and stays on the field. So there was, there was a few high tackles that didn't go to the bin. Not every single high tackle, but obviously the margin is much, much smaller. They're very much quicker, ready to go. See ya. Well, I beg to differ that that's the directive. I, how I understand the directive is any contact. No, literally the, the words of the directive. No, it wasn't any contact. That is not the directive. Okay. Well, that's how yeah. I was told. Like I specifically the didn't say that. Yeah. It does how it okay. definitely seemed after two days of football. And, and the and rule half, had yeah. changed because if there was a new directive, there's a new rule. So the rules had changed. But anyway, what I was going back to is because they got it wrong against the Parramatta game and in not accepting, well, they sort of half accepted it by saying they were sacked or dropped or, you know, relegated, which is just silly. I always find that funny when a ref gets dropped. But anyway, because they got it wrong then, they have this overreaction, which is the whole point. It's not the new rules. It's this overreaction of, well, because these refs can't get it right, when they should be getting it right, we're going to just make it so easy for them so that they don't have to think about it. If it touches the head, they're going to the bin, right? Anyway, let me finish. My analogy of that is if if you can't do a job properly, you don't make the job easier. Remember that tap thing? They couldn't keep up with the taps. These players wanted to go for quick tap. So they had to blanket this rule, give them these all these little indicators for justifying why they could do it instead of just having some refs that are good, quick at the game and just saying allowing them to happen. Because in rugby union, they're allowed to do it. So you can't do it. It's just they make these things easier. It's like Sam Walker not being able yeah. to kick it from the sideline. They go, oh, you know, because of the rules, it looks better if we score higher points. How about we, well, it's hard for them. So we're going to make it easier for them. They don't have to kick it from the sideline. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's what it sounds like to me when they get a shoulder charge to the head. If that was just penalised, and no, sorry, if that was uh, handled properly, which every, always is a sin then, if that was just handled properly, there wouldn't be this, this, oh, we need a bloody, get rid of it and we're going to do it now. And the rest, I think sometimes they troll us. 
not us as oh, obviously the fans are the ones who get, get done for it, but I reckon they get told you have to do this. And they understand rugby league just as well as, well, probably better than Peter Valandes, let's be fair, right? And they go, well, fuck you. If that's what you're going to tell us to do, that's what we're going to fucking do. They did it with all those penalties. Remember when he just went, and he blew 32 penalties in the game? I think, yeah. you know, and Robbo said, he goes, yeah, they'll get it right. They'll get it right. They'll bring it down. That's the point, though, is it was fine last week. Is they don't need to really need to... It wasn't fine last week, week, though. I reckon that was, it was. Isn't, that, isn't that why it's the problem? Well, what, what was wrong with last week? Last week, if you got shoulder charged to the head, would you say that's a sin bin? Yeah, but that didn't happen last week. So no, how was it all right? It did. Neokora shoulder charged Tedesco into the head and he didn't get sin bin. So the yeah, rule was yeah. he should have been sin bin. So it doesn't matter what the rule is. That was the well, rule. Well, the rule isn't like if you shoulder charge someone, in, if you shoulder someone in the head, you are going to the sin bin. It all depends. on. It is, there's so much more context to it. Obviously, black and white, yes. You know, um, and they got that wrong, I guess. But there's, there was also, there's been a few of those where there's a guy hasn't gone to the bin and somewhere they have, you know, it hasn't been consistent. I know that's not, and I'm not trying to excuse the refs because I think that's always been the problem. This is just, there's some that will be super ballsy and love blowing their fucking whistle and other times where they'll just sort of, and they'll give a penalty for some tic-tac-y thing because the guy grabs his face or the neck on the crusher tackle. And then there'll be one which is just like, he fucking belted the cunt. Like, and he's like, this guy could have been knocked out and they don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I, it's sort of, just how I viewed it's it just always, typical rugby that, league to me that it just happens in round 10 magic round. They go, fuck it. This is when we're going to, this is where gonna, when we're going to unleash. I just think it just fell on to the magic round. It could be right. It could be the time they decide to do it in front of everyone. It's oh, like, obviously they didn't do it on magic round on purpose, but it's just the most NRL thing for it to happen that way. But they get obsessed yeah. by it. They've got caught up in these things and then things just regress. Away. Remember a couple of years ago when they went, um, it was all about the play the ball and how yeah. you had to touch the ball with your foot with the play the ball. They went crazy about it for about fucking three or four weeks and everyone went back to roll it between their legs and pretended to touch it. And no one yeah. said anything. But they still yeah. do it. And now they well, even the, say the rules. The dropouts, you attempt the to touch it. The dropouts. The but that was players touching people. referees. Players touching oh, yeah. referees. Remember they go crazy for three weeks? Was and it was, like, it was like incidental contact. Like someone bumps into the ref. Suspended for a week. And it's yeah. like, Tyson get out of the fucking player's way. way. And, then, and then week four, they, all of a sudden, it never happened. They just went, ah, oh, we're bored of it. Oh. I reckon the rest just troll them. Because they, they, they're people too. You know, believe it or not, they're people too. Anyway, I try not to talk too much about the referees and the adjudication. Hopefully, hopefully it does it. regress a little bit. But I'll blast it. Has to. It has to. It has to. It has to. It has to. Of course. And look, there will be a little bit of reaction of players and coaches going, "All right, you need to really make sure we're fucking not hitting the head," you know, which is their intention, you know. And it might mean just some diff, some subtle changes, and maybe a few more players than than others. But something that James Graham said, which I thought was a fair point, where he said, "Look." Changed the rules last year and the game got way faster. And now you've got more yeah. fatigue in the game and the game's quicker. So guys, to margin for error, they're missing or they're tired or, they're th- or an arm's going out or there's a little guy who's just weaving past them and they're trying to make a tackle. But they're unfortunately occasionally clipping the head or the jaw. And I love Teddy. I love Teddy. 
But Teddy does like he gets low into tackles, and it's sort of how he weaves his way in and out of sort of in and through them. And look, I, you do have to put responsibility on the defender to not hit you in the head. But if you're going to get low into things, there's more more chance of you getting hit in the head if you're not exactly. as tall. And it's just part of. He's also not as tall, and he's going down low. But it's just yeah. There's that's why there's there's more. There's names of it. But I know what you mean. Anyway, that's relevant. Maybe compared to you. (laughs) 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 Well, he runs very. He's got that real low center of gravity the way he runs and that. So yeah, it's just it's a faster game. It's and it feels like there is sometimes more high shots and plus the tackling style, because it because the game is so fast and you're like can't hit him in the legs unless there's two blokes coming over the top. Like I I need to control the ball for the offload and I need to control the play the ball to slow it down. You know. You don't tackle them around the legs. Like, obviously, in rugby, there's a lot more of those one-on-one tackles and where guys might hit them in the ribs or, you know, in that hip area, take them down and someone's coming over for a ruck or a maul. Rugby league, you make a tackle. Defense is running back 10 fucking meters before you make it another one. He gets up and plays the ball before your defense is getting off the line. There's a line break. So, it's like, okay, I want to tackle him around the ball. Which is, yeah. where's the ball? On his chest, near his head. It's around so. near his face. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was saying. If, if they make it so you have to tackle below the thing. I, we talked about Tom being 10 years too late or 10 years too early. It's, that's me. I'm 20 years too late. I'm 20 <laughs> years too late. And that's the thing, guys. That's what I'm trying to get at is, is the game, you know, no one seems to be saying this, is that it's a fucking dangerous game. It's dangerous, you know. I play the game confident that no one's trying to take my head off, but aware that it could come off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, For sure. And, 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 you know, we want to minimize that. We want to minimize that. We, everyone understands that. But we don't want to pull back. We also have to accept that it's going to happen. We have to accept that it is going to happen. Stop trying to live in a world where we want to remove all risk. Yeah, or, yes. It's exactly. Not the world exactly, we live exactly. in. It is yeah. risky. We'll make it as safe as we can, but it will still be dangerous and it'll still be risky. Because you know what I can see happening? And this is exactly what I can see happening. Roosters versus the Manly Seagulls in a grand final, right? James Tedesco, he makes this run. And as he's falling, Tom Chaboyevich clips him high. Game over. You know what I mean? Game over. Mate, we don't need to wait till the grand final, bro. Fuck two and a half weeks. First week, first Wednesday of June, bro. We're gonna play, watch the state of origin, and we're yeah. gonna watch players get simbed. And it's and, and then like we we want to see this fucking and like it is gladiatorial. It is gladiatorial, but it's just less gladiatorial. Do you know what I mean? It's just less gladiatorial. Simple as that. And uh, anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. We gotta we gotta we still gotta stop complaining because you know we got a major sponsor, one of our favorites out there, major sponsor, the Mac Building Group. You know, we do this every single year. Last year, it was a little bit of a change-up. We had to do it on a different year. You and I had a bit of a debate. Obviously, you're the numbers man, so you always win those debates on, on when that should have been, <laughs> on, on what yep. round it was and what week it round was. Eight. But we, we got there in the end. And uh, But this year, we decided, bang, as it is every year, round 10, round 10, the Matty Chambers game for round 10, proudly brought to you by Mac Building Group. Uh, yeah, Mac Building Group for all your home renovations. Really? Mac Building Group. Find them on Instagram. Uh, right. How this game works is traditionally or mathematically or statistically, whatever you whatever you believe in, whatever your faith, whether it's tradition, whether it's maths, or whether Historically. it's stats. Historics. You know, you could be a history. 
You could have done your nine and ten history. I don't know. Did you do history in your nine and ten? Ancient? I, I did. You did ancient. Ancient history in the HSC. Ancient, so you could learn about when your dad went to school. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. I did see some I did, did see some scripts talking about old Uncle Bart, um, but no oh, idea yeah, the full yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, so you know, historically, uh, only two teams from outside the top eight can make it into the top eight uh, from round 10. So we currently have the Panthers. That's about the average, Arizona. isn't it? It's about two. That's the averages. That's sort of seems I, to I, I've never it seen averages it out around two. that. I've never seen it more than two. Unless I've seen it be more than two. From mm-hmm. round 10? The most yeah, I've seen historic. it be four. I've seen it be what four. Year was that? What decade? What but decade? not for oh, 2005. Oh, okay. Yeah, the noughties. That was a little while ago. Yep. There you yeah, go. It no, was no, a bit that, naughty. That's still in our time. It's yep. still in our time. That was when we were growing up. That's when we were being... Both grand we were... finalists. Both grand finalists from the year before didn't make the eight. Correct. What, are the, what a stat that one was. Okay. Anyway, so we've got the Panthers, the Eels, the Storm, the Rabbitohs, top four. Then we have the Roosters, the Dragons, the Manly Ringer Seagulls, and the Raiders in there in eighth spot. Now, there's a couple of punters out there. They've got the Raiders in, their, in a futures multi. Now, they're, they're, they're hanging on a skin of their teeth with the Raiders in the top eight there. So, yeah. hopefully they can maintain that. Uh, and then the Titans are in at ninth with the Warriors, the Knights, and the Cowboys all on the same points as the Raiders that are hanging on mm-hmm. on a skin of their teeth. All right. So, this could be one of those historic years. Could have more than two. Maybe not. Anyway, I'm going to put it over to you, please, Kaz. Take it away. Uh, what? Who I think the eights? Who I think my eight? Who's dropping out? Who's coming in? Who's dropping out and who's coming in? Oh, from this current. Uh, look, dropping out. No yeah. one from the top five. No one from the top five. That's gonna stay. So they're the staying same. there. Okay, um, so we've got the dragons, seagulls, and the raiders. Manly will stay there. Tomsovojevic yep. ham, hamstring pending, hamstring pending, but I'll back them in. They will and remain also in schedule. the eight. And schedule. Schedule yeah, is on a lot of hard side. teams. Uh, Canberra Raiders will be dropping out. They will not make the eight this year. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Raiders out. Sorry spirited, those spirit, out spirited effort with 12, with 12 men against the Bulldogs. But before Papaliti even got sent off, they were looking like... The worst thing that happened to the Bulldogs was probably going up against 12 men. They didn't know what to fucking do. Um, <laughs> Raiders gone. See you later. You and Ricky, you'll be at the Queanbeyan pub first weekend of September. All right. Dragons, they're falling away. I, I, I think, um, I think they've, uh, they were four from five, and then they've just fucking dropped. They signed Josh McGuire, and everything went to shit. Well, he's suspended <laughs> for six weeks. Maybe they'll start playing better. They could get him back into a circle. And also, I, um, decision pending look, on those other five charge, four charges, four of the five charges. Did we want to go to it? Yes, yes. Um, look, I think Canberra drops out, and which means the thing is, a lot of these teams are real fucking average. Um. Yep. So outside of Manly, Manly who have a lot of class with some top end class that keeps them up there, from seven onwards beyond Manly, um, you know it is a bit of a hodgepodge. You could have two teams with less uh, less wins than losses make the finals this year. Yeah, I think two that's quite possible. So I think Raiders are out. That's I think you know what? Like, that's dra- a blow on our dra- I think the Dragons could be gone as well. I'm going to say the Dragons and the Raiders are out. We'll have two new teams in. All right, so then the, who's out? I, I agree with those then two out, out, so we agree there. So who are the two in? I think the Warriors make it. They do it for Roger. 
Yep, and who and else? For Roger. And they show enough. That. They show enough steel. I didn't think of the Roger factor though. I, that's what I thought. I just felt like they've got more steel. They just show enough than steel. The like even like being under the pump against Parramatta, like twenty four nil down after twenty minutes, like they could have had sixty put on them, and then they got themselves to within a point of being, you know, they were ten behind. And that Reese Walsh, he's fucking talented. Yeah, find a way to get him on the field for eighty minutes. He does. He's got to play eighty minutes. I don't know where you're playing, but he's just got to be. They've got to find a way to get him in there. Um, So I agree with the Warriors uh, for the exact same reasons. The other team, I I kind of toss. I'm tossing up between. Look, I've lost faith in the Knights, but Caleb Ponga is very, very, very good. I'm losing. I'm really losing faith in them. But Caleb Ponga, if he's there. He could really sort of get them going. And they have enough talented players, but they're just they're playing a bit gutless. I think Adam O'Brien hit it on the head. He's like, mate, look, we've got a losing culture here, it seems. Like it's just it's not happening. Like they're the way they're just so, rolling. The Titans he, though as he, well. He, he, like the Titans can I just aren't go there back yet? to Adam O'Brien quickly, please. I remember a couple of weeks ago, it could have actually been last week, you and I were chatting and we talked about the coaches and how they speak at the press conferences. And you listen out for the, the coaches that that refer to we. More often than the, the than we, we and they, and he has, and I'm, you know, most of the times there are times where he just wants to wallop them, and that's fair enough. Yeah, you're allowed to wallop them. Certain but context where he times, wants to say they. Yeah, yeah, but most times I feel like he does put He's himself put himself within the within the we. Yeah, really well. Yeah, so, and he doesn't leave himself out from it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So look, they seem. I think out of those teams that like. Uh, out of like the Knights, the Titans, the Cowboys, the Knights are probably like should be the best of those teams, I think. Yeah. Based yes. on their roster and everything that's there, they should be. But they're not playing that way. The Titans, hot and cold, fucking play good in the Gold Coast and nowhere else. They can score 30 points, but they can also leak 40. Um, Cowboys actually started to look a lot better. You know, maybe they can make a run. They're four and against just, just kind of sucks at the moment. So. That that could matter. So I don't know who to go. With. Who who do you think for the last spot? So I I, I feel that Newcastle are um, a class above those teams that are outside the top eight, and I, I think mm. that they're going to overtake the Raiders and the Dragons, and and I just put it down to them. Just I think Brandon Best is a little bit off at the moment. I think once he gets back into a bit more form, I think the players like Saifidi and David Clemmer they're too good compared to these guys. So I don't know their run home. So that's probably more important than than comparing them against these these teams that I'm looking at. Because in regards they've lost to a lot teams, of games they shouldn't have. Oh, that, they, they, they have a good they have a good run home. they have a good run home. This yeah, is their last the last I'm not sure of their their run their, their schedule. I know the manly schedule is too good to to sort of to knock them out. It's too good. I think they play the top five teams twice. Two of them. They only play two of them. Mm. For the rest of the yeah, they've already played the a lot of the good teams. So yeah, yeah I think I the, think Manly um, barely stay there. The, the, the Warriors, back to what you said, they, they've got a little bit more steel than than the Titans. And if anything, really, now that we saw the way the Cowboys played, they're probably missing a half though, like a mm-hmm. like a like a Chad Townsend or like an Adam Reynolds. Obviously, they've signed the Chad yeah. Townsend now. Um, and the thing is, sorry, I know I'm still in the mic a bit, but the thing no, is... No, go, take it. That Clifford, is it Jake Clifford? What I don't understand, and maybe this is just my personality, I don't get why he why it's that hard to, to be a basic halfback. Do you know what I mean? I feel as though that should be like your, your B game. 
you know, when things aren't working for you, you can kick the corners and you can get the team around the park. Yeah, but you know what? I think be, sometimes sometimes yeah. those things aren't always the, a player's best attribute. So they can't just fall back on something that they're not. That's not one of their better qualities. Oh uh, yeah, well, well, like you know okay. what I mean. Like okay. they, they might be, they but might I have a, they might a have a reasonable quality. kick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I know what you mean. Sort of getting back to basic kicking. things. Yeah, it's it's because it's to me, it's like one of those attitude things. It's like it's not an attitude thing. It is a little bit. It's like pushing up or like being diving on a dead ball. You know what I mean? Some it's, guys it's are just like, better at kicking to the corners, though. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's why they have good... Like, like when, when Nathan Cleary goes, let me just go back to kicking to the corners, let me kick it 60 on the fucking fly, and it might be a 40-20, versus, like, you know... Some people that aren't as good at it, yeah. They aren't as good at it, and they, like, they, you see them, they see them try to kick the skin out of it, they'll kick to the corners, and it just goes straight down the wing of throat, 30 out. And they also might be kicking the ball from their own 30. Off the yeah. back of like the runs that, so it's so it's not all. I know what you mean though. Just trying to get back to get your kicks right, um, like get get those little simple one percenters right. But there's just I don't know. This yeah, I think if there if there was more halfbacks that could just have those one percenters, there'd be a fucking lot more of them. That's why like Adam Reynolds is far from a no frills halfback, but he does yeah, all yeah. those really good one percenters that he wanted to do. Like he's got a really good kicking game. He's great at getting his team around the park. You know he can just. Just direct the forwards, allow other guys to not have to do, not have to worry about those things. And they might seem like simple, not as exciting things, but it's fucking kind of the job of a halfback. Like yeah, that yeah, is part true, of it. True. And it's when you can throw the, all the big cutouts and everything else that goes with it that makes you a great halfback and but have like, a great running being, game as well. But it's not all, but there are different types of halfbacks. But imagine being a front row that couldn't tackle. Yeah, that's different though. Like that's, but okay, like, yeah, no. there, there are no. They don't, they don't exist. Yeah, you know that they don't, they don't exist. exist. You know that they don't, they don't exist. You, it's you one in there. Oh, you, oh, you front row. You can't tackle. You can't tackle. You better get back quicker. You better get quicker, mate, and fucking work on playing on the wing, you're mate. Because you're gonna be making tackles. You're going. You going? You don't want to tackle, mate. You, sorry, you don't want to tackle. Go play rugby. <laughs> Off you go. Oh, but oh, back to the Knights. Here, this is the Knights' run home. I think it's pre- I think it's pretty reasonable for memory because I've obviously around a lot of Knights fans who are very very optimistic and also very very pessimistic all at the same time. Um, they've got the Raiders, the Broncos, the Sharks, the Bulldogs, the Titans, and the Broncos again in the last six rounds. Wow. That's a good run. Oh, so man, that is I'm a good say, run, and that's also worries. good, and that's also going to be when they're getting Pierce back around that last sort of six, eight weeks of the season, because he's about for about three or four months. So he's back around that at round eighteen to round twenty. Yeah. So yeah, I look. I think for that reason, I'm going to put him in. I'll say the Knights, the Warriors yeah, are the Knights. Yeah, they go into the Dragons well, and the Raiders. We're gonna call. We're gonna call a special guest. We're gonna see if we can get a hold of our major sponsor. See if we can get a hold of our major sponsor first. We'll see how we go. See how we go. I haven't warned him. He's, uh, we might catch him out of the blue here. Major sponsor. Wiki. Matty Chambers, how are you? Good, mate. What's happening? Oh, we're, we're just playing the round 10 Matty Chambers game. Proudly brought to <laughs> us by Mac Building Group. All right, so Kaz has gone off. Uh, have you seen the top eight this week? Have you had a look at it? Uh, very, very briefly. Very briefly. Uh, Do you remember where Manly is? 
Oh, sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Um, I might. So, Kaz, sorry, Kaz, I'm going to have to put your speaker on, change speaker for a bit. Can you give us something, Kaz? I was just asking uh, Matty, see if he, uh, if he knows where Manly is sitting. I know he's only had a brief look, uh, but you know where Manly sits on the ladder. No, no, sorry. Sorry about that, fellas. We'll go one more time. Just trying to get these speakers. Here we go. Shoot it again, please, Kaz. I was just wondering if you knew where Manly was oh. sitting, mate. I know you've only had a brief look, but do you know where Manly are? This is why you don't, you don't go live, because technical difficulties, guys. Right, you, just should, you just have you. You just be Sorry, the. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're gonna to have to cut Kaz out here. Anyway, I'm just gonna go one on one with you here, Matty. Um, no worries, buddy. All right. So top eight goes: Panthers, Storm, the Sea Eagles. No, sorry, the the Eels, and then the Rabbitohs. Roosters in at fifth place, followed by the Dragons, Manly, and then the Raiders. So of those top of those eight, who do you think is gonna fall out, if any? Those days in the park, I think Manly will, will scrape in. Scrape in, okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think six is somewhere around there. That's sure. my guess. Yeah. I think uh, I think the Dragons and Canberra are, are skating, but Canberra can got the roster to turn that around. Dragons, you know, Dragons are the Dragons. They do this every year, don't they? They, they start the year off nice and strong. Comes the Origin they period, fall away. they mellow out a bit, and then the last, you know, eight nine weeks they just. Terrible. No good, dear. No bloody good. All right. So, so have you got the dragons in, or have you got the dragons? I'm gonna, out? Put, them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them out. Okay. Now, when you say they're out, they're gone. Just say, just, just bear in mind. There's also the Titans that yep. you know that are not the Warriors that are tenth, the Knights that are eleventh, and the Cowboys also the same amount of points as all of them, including the Raiders, and they're at twelfth. Do you feel like those teams are going to overtake the Dragons? I think one of those Queensland teams will. One of those Queensland teams? One of the Queensland teams. One of the Queensland teams. Yes, okay, that's interesting. So so you've got one of them. So how about the Warriors or the Knights? Are you ruling both of them now? I just think the, the, the Knights are just... Oh, I just think they're just a player short there somewhere. I don't know. They're just not... A Mitchell Pearce? Of our Mitchell Pierce short, who's due to come back? Long injuries. They're just, I don't know, they're just struggling, aren't they? They are struggling. Um, it's pretty much a five-race five race horse. Five-race horse. A five-horse race, as, as most people would that's, say. And that's, and that's, I like to say a five-horse race, a five-race horse. That's just what I like to say. And that's, and that's probably being generous. I think it's a two horse race, but two horse, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. The right. other three well, are there because they they got an entry fee, all right. Yeah, that five. Else, uh, so Zach and I, surprisingly enough, we've agreed that both the Warriors and the Knights will probably come in for the Raiders and the Dragons. Right. I think, yeah, the Raiders look Warriors. gone. Gone. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Uh, the young, the young kid, a bit more of a run. Who Walsh? For the Warriors? Yeah, Reece Walsh. Yeah, yeah. He's still young as well, though. So, like, sometimes, yeah. I suppose, because the, the talent isn't there, he gets he gets pushed to the top of the queue. But sometimes, you know, you've got people like Suali'i. You know, if he was at another club, he'd probably be playing right now. Whereas, if you can try and just give them a little bit more time just to yeah, develop yeah, yeah. it. It's not a bad thing. It's always, it's not always a bad thing. But, you know, they're good enough to play. They're good enough to play. All right, well, um, we're going to leave it there.
if that's okay there. Thank you for being the major sponsor of our Round 10 Matty Chambers game, the Matt Building Group, for your home renovations. <laughs> anyway. Good to be on. Good to be on. Cheers, mate. And uh, talk to you later. No worries, mate. Have Thanks. a good one. Yeah, shall do. See ya. I think going off, off Matty's little, uh, his little sort of prediction or assessment, I think, yeah. you know, I'm just surprised that you and I actually both landed on the same things because the fact that outside of that sort of, if you put squeeze Manly into that sixth position, from seven down to 12, there's not a lot separating those teams, I don't think. Yeah, and there's, yeah. that's what, thus why they're all sitting on that same thing. And most of them have got bad for and against, and then most of them are negative. Yeah. I think they're all negative. Only the, we there's only fucking five or teams, six teams that are positive. Because we like those two teams the most. We love Roger. Correct. You know, I like the Warriors, Correct. and you love the Knights, and I like the Knights. I think the Warriors have also just played, played. they've just been like, consistent's not the right, right word. They just struggle to play 80 minutes every week, but they put in this consistent effort. They're always fucking really trying to be in those games. Um, the Titans have been just blown out a few times. Like the Cowboys, I could see more than the Titans. We're, call, the, we're, the calling, Titans we're just... calling out. We've got another special guest here, guys. Number one tipster on the planet. Maybe not number one, but very bloody close. I think he's in the top 10 out of 350,000. Anyway, let's see if we can get a hold of him. We might not. We're going to see how he feels about this week's Matty 10. Matty 10. <laughs> Matty 10. Round 10. Matty Chambers. Proudly bought. It's a Matty 10. Proudly bought. Yeah, dear, we can call it that. As long as we know it's proudly brought to us by the Mac Building Group for your home renovations. Find them on Instagram at Mac Building Group. Oh, well, we can't get a hold of the number one tips on a planet. Round 10. 10th. Oh, he's 10th. Oh, no, he is 10th. That's what you're showing me. Yeah. And so he would... He's two points off the lead. Two points off the lead. Wow. So there's only... What? Wow. So 67 is the lead. Then there is six people on 66. So he's he's equal eight. Eight. Okay, so there's, there's, there's a couple of guys that are on the top. Most? One on one on sixty seven outright leader. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. One outright leader at sixty seven. Then six people on sixty six. Oh, then yeah. Kelso and a bunch of others. So he's eighth. Yeah, we're trying again. We're trying. We we'll call him to his direct phone. Last time I tried WhatsApp. This is why we're going direct to a top ten. He's tenth. I'm one hundred and forty four thousand. Hello. Hello. Top Here upper. he is. Here he is. We've got it, folks. We've got it, folks. He's here, you made it. You're here live. You're going live. <laughs> Mate, if you're top 10 in the country, you're in. You're in, yeah. Well, the thing is, right, um, we're playing the Matty 10. We're calling it the Matty 10 round 10, Matty 10. Proudly brought to us by Mac Building Group. Uh, have you played this game before, Kelso? No, I haven't. You haven't played this game before. Very simple game, right? Historically, traditionally, mathematically, statistically, whatever you believe in. Usually after the 10th round, the top eight is set and there'll only be two teams that can that are outside the top eight that'll jump in. And so that means maximum two teams will fall out. That's historically, statistically, mathematically, whatever you believe in. All right, now we, we, we want to go to you. You know, we, we understand that you're a top 10 tipster on the planet right now when it comes to rugby league. 
you know, that, that's no easy thing. You know what I mean? I'll be lucky to be in the top 10 of my own tipping comp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, mate. I'll be like, yeah, exactly. Apparently, you average, like, is it six and a half? I don't even tip six and a half matches. What are you talking about? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We would just like to ask for your little bit of advice, your visionary, is to who do you think will fall out of the top eight and who will replace those two teams into the top eight? Now, are you aware of the top eight at the moment? Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of the top eight. Beautiful. Tell us who falls out, if anyone. Give me a minute, right? You don't. What I've learned is you don't rush perfection. You know, that's what I've learned. So we're not going to rush it. You know, we're we're speaking to elite custom uh, company, Roddy. Elite. All right, I'll, I'll tell you. I can tell you. Give a rundown. I'll give you a quick rundown. Obviously, at the top of the table is the Penrith Panthers, undefeated all year. Melbourne Storm, the Parramatta Seal, and the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. They're the top four. Roosters are a fifth. The Dragons, they're on 10 points at sixth. Manly, also on 10 points, seventh. The Raiders are on eight points. They're eighth. They're on eight points. But also on eight points are the Titans, the Warriors, the Knights, and the Cowboys. They were also on eight points. Without look, we, we don't know the, the schedule home for these teams. You know, we haven't done that much homework. I didn't do homework at school. You know, so... Oh, okay. I'd say Raiders drop out. Go on. Yep, we got them. Go. Yep. Fair consensus here. And I'd say the Dragons drop out. Oh, mate. Well, we're not as stupid as we looked, Kaz. We're not as stupid as we looked. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yes. That's three from three, Kaz. That's three from three. Oh, the Titans. Yep. Maybe not that perfect. Yep. All right, so you've got the Titans. Okay. Well, why do you feel the Titans are going to scrape into that eighth spot there? They've just been... I don't know. Just, I don't know. I think they can string a couple to go at the end of the year and I'll pop through. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. I think, dragons, I think Dragons and Raiders... I don't think Raiders are the top eight anymore. Yeah. And then with the yeah, Knights, we've got a couple of big players coming back. Piercy, our boys, all our boys, all three. That's right now. And yeah, the Titans. And sorry, and uh, Ponga, Ponga, Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, we we agree with the with the with the Knights one. The thing is, if you go Titans, if you we we chose the Warriors, if you go the Cowboys, it doesn't really matter who you pick. Really, they're all sort of like they've all got each other's problems. Where's you reckon they could come home late? I don't know All right. Okay. Okay. So you've actually got the the Tigers ahead of ahead of uh, the Warriors and the Cowboys. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's good. All right. Fair enough. We, 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 we could be. Well, I might know, the thing is, Wick, Wick. The thing is, the Tigers might only need to win like eleven games to make the finals. I think yeah, t- a team could be like eleven and thirteen or whatever. To- no, no, no. One second. Sorry, sorry. Kaz was just saying something. We, we were, I was unable due to technical difficulties or maybe due to my amateurish, I wasn't able to be able to get uh, to change speakerphones for Kaz. So you're only really yeah. talking to me. But Kaz can hear every word you're saying. Don't you worry about that. No, I'm a big 
Anyway, it's been yeah, a pleasure. I think there could be 11 or 13. Uh, thanks for having you on. Happen. Thanks for having you on. I'm going to have to let you go, though. Peace out, cuz. Laters. Yeah, yeah like, sorry, Kaz. I think I think you could have a situation where there's like four or five, four, maybe four teams that are like eleven and thirteen, or maybe even ten and fourteen, and one of them makes the finals. Because like Penrith, Penrith and Melbourne could could be top two and have five losses between them at the end of the year. Yeah, what does that mean? And maybe what does that's well, if there's just it? if there's more wins at the top, somewhere those they're they're beating teams. So, like, if you even you look at the Roosters, the Roosters are fifth. They're seven and three with a hundred and forty-five plus for and against. There are some years they might be second. A lot of years. Yeah. Okay. Like a, a record like seven and three. But if you've got a really top-heavy, like, a, there's like, look, there's basically three. Like, Parramatta have only lost one. Storm actually lost two games. They, there's there's heavy wins at the top end. There's even you've either got like a couple of really really shitty teams, the back end, or you get you get these kind of like chunks of like mediocre teams in the middle so when you've got like that sort of top class say that top five then there's like there's quite a thick middle and if there's a thick middle then they're usually going to be around 500 or less you know so you could so that's where you can have like that's where you can have less than half the comp like you look right now less than half the comp is above 500 and less than half the comp is only only five teams have a positive for and against that's the top and five. that's the top five. That's it. So that there's 11 teams with a negative four and against that have conceded more than they've scored. Twice as many teams have conceded more than they've, they've scored than that haven't. Yeah, that's yeah, odd. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, very yeah. top heavy. So that means you could have, like, they definitely could have eighth and maybe even seventh be below 500, potentially. Especially like the Dragons. Are Dragons are going to be less than 500. Gonna I'm going to fucking that? predict it. Oh, predict so it. I'll say six teams to have a positive, uh, sorry, a positive win record. Yeah, I think only six teams. Definitely positive if you're including like a twelve and twelve. I th- I don't think there'll be any more than those the, those top five teams and and Manly having so one you, more than they lose. So you reckon? Well, I think seventh, although, you're going to tell me you're going to tell me seventh spot. So seventh spot is not going to win more games than twelve. No, yeah, wow, they're not. They're not. I think go. I think I think twelve. I think twelve wins. I think twelve wins gets you seventh, and maybe eleven gets you eighth. Yeah, or ten. Who knows? Ten. Ten could be a good enough number. It really could be. The thing yeah. is, we'll see. We need to get through the origin because that's that is this next sort of seven eight week block we're going to come yep. up to. Is you know teams drop. It depends who they come up against, but you know you're playing extra footy, hard footy, missing guys. This is, you know, for 15 years, Melbourne have been going away. Uh, Origins in uh, two weeks from this Wednesday. So there's two so more three, games, three weeks. Uh, three weeks. Yeah. So there's, yeah, round 11, round 12. And then round 13 before Origin will be uh, only four games split round. Split so there's game. three it's games before Origin. Can, can, can I just have a look? Can I just have a look? Can they do the old TBA or have they ruled out the TBA? I, I reckon Queensland should do a TBA because I'm sick of this. I, I love a raw. I just live for raw. I live for raw. Okay, no, I can't do it because the Canberra Raiders, they have a bye that week, so it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But if the Canberra Raiders were playing that weekend, I just wish they did a TBA on top of a league. Imagine they TBA'd, imagine they TBA'd, like the number eight, 
So they named the full team. They named the full squad. Just they didn't name the number eight. TBA. TBA. You know what I think is funny? Like, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's a weird part of the rule. But, okay, so Papa Lee is a guy who you go, he's going to play Origin. He, you know, yeah. in normal, he's going to be picked um, for Origin. He's just been a regular of that team. So, he gets suspended for three weeks. You go, okay, well, he can't play. He's out. So, he's suspended week 11, week 12. But it's that far out from Origin that he comes around to Paul Green. He's like, well, I'm not picking up Papa He's suspended. But does that game then count? As he, that game doesn't count because it doesn't get picked in the squad. doesn't get picked in the team. He's like, why would I pick him? He's suspended. So then round 13's a bye. And then round 14, he's actually still suspended. Yeah. And he can't play till round 15. Well, does he have to get picked? And do they just it's just one of those things. So if he, well, if he gets picked, they, they can't pick a player that's suspended. But that, They can't pick a player that's suspended. Um, but that would count as a game. But if whereas if it was... Yeah, I don't know. It's just fucking weird. Like, it, they're suspended so they can't play Origin, but they end up missing an extra game anyway. And the fact that they have a bye, he's not playing till round 15. And then, after the week after that is Origin. So he gets one game. And then they, have, nah, then they play, it's a Sunday game. So there's a week off. Oh, okay. The next yeah. NRL so game. No game. So then the, yeah, so he'll so play. He's been out week, for eight weeks. How long is he out for? Three weeks. So it's three games, but how many weeks is that? Three games suspension. Well, with the bye, so yeah, the game that he would be due back nineteenth of June, so a month, no, four weeks. Oh, it's about just over four weeks. It's about five weeks, really, five weeks from the date. So well, then he could play that game, then get picked for Origin. Yeah, so not a lot of NRL footy. So yeah, there's a bit to get through. There's a bit. And to he's get not through. in form. And he's not in form. Maybe that could kickstart his season. But that could be a blessing. That could be a mini blessing because, you know, oh, man, I don't want to go off too early. I don't want to go off too early. But I just don't think Paul Green has the same um, – he doesn't have the same magic dust as Wayne Bennett. Oh, I don't think that's a big statement, though. Like, I think so, that's like, fairly Paul, assumed. That's okay, just what, right. that's what makes Bennett so special. You know, he is – that's what he can do. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that Paul Green can't put together a winning team and win because it ain't just the coach. Wayne Bennett hadn't been there for 15 years. Mal Meninga was there with a fantastic team winning. And when Kevin, Kevin Walters won Origin. They lost a couple of series as well. Um, and I quite enjoyed that. Uh, and then Wayne Bennett had to come in and fucking spoil the party. Um, but fuck you, Wayne. Yeah, it's just, it's just that fucking jersey goes on, mate, and, and things happen. Um, and yep, just when true. Wayne Bennett comes in, when Wayne Bennett comes in, they always happen. Yeah, it always happens. It always yeah. happens. Are there any games you wanted to talk about? Well, there is a big game. Like I was a lot more keen many weeks ago, but South versus Penrith will be a big game. And oh, Luttrell's absolutely. Back. Apex Luttrell over. Mitchell's it's back two o'clock Sunday, no? Yeah, yeah, that's in, uh, is in Dubbo. It's in, uh, uh, is it Apex's Dubbo or Backup, <laughs> I think? Apex Oval. Let me have a yeah, look. Yeah, Dubbo. Yeah, Dubbo. so the, that's where, which is where Matt Burton and Isaiah Yo are from. Oh, yes. Isaiah Dubbo yeah. boys. Okay, yeah, there you go. Dubbo. There Him you and go. Matt Burton are both Dubbo boys. All right, so, yeah, big game. First, Latrell's first game back. Um, yeah, fuck. Well, after the last, ga- last game they had, actually both, the, all the rest of the games for the week are pretty shit, but the Sunday games are pretty awesome. Um, Who we got? Who yeah, with, we got? Um, that's important. We're playing the Broncos. Broncos, 
Oh, that's got to be fucking make sure we've fucking got our game on for that one. Definitely. You better be fucking on. But yeah, I think um, considering, considering how much they got, considering how much the, the bunnies got touched up by the storm oh, a couple of weeks ago, they, um, they're, they're going to miss that game. They're going to want to show up. Yeah, I know. We, we're the thing is, right? We've got to put it on record. We're coming straight back here and we're putting it straight on. And hopefully, we only miss a little bit. You know, we can probably catch it up a lot because we have, if it starts at five, they fucking pull the water on the kid's head. What's that? Quarter past five? No, I'm not here for no mass. It just might take an hour to do that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. Just pull the fucking yeah. water on his head. Let's get out of there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway. We'll see. I don't know. Pa- Panthers are probably <laughs> way too good for him, realistically. If I'm based on what we've seen. But the Troll Mitchell comes back in that team, you know, they're better with Reynolds in it. Cody Walker goes back to six, and you've got Reynolds and Walker on the trail. It sort of helps with their balance of their team. And they are a team; they're a streaky kind of team that can and, can and just sort Charles of. Charles the type of player. He's yeah. earned that. He's earned that that badge now. Where you look over and you're putting your boots on, you see him putting your boot, his boots on, and you just grow from it. You know, he's earned exactly. that reputation now. You know what I mean? And he hasn't really, you know, really, really, he, you know. South still made the prelim last year, right? So he hasn't mm-hmm. taken them to premiership glory yet. But just the way when he plays in the South team, they play he's their best. a lot better. Yeah, and he it definitely yeah, he's brings their them best all player. Up. He brings them all. He's up, their yeah. best player. He's their best player. So and it's we and we get blessed with afternoon footy for it. It's Sunday oh, yes. afternoon footy in the country, which They're is great. Silly, mate. They're not um, silly out there. And the, and the game straight after, I think I'm even more excited for. Who's that? Who's that? Tell me. Parramatta versus Manly. Oh, yes, correct. That's on Sunday. Oh, yeah. that's fucked. Yeah, we'll be able to watch that game. We're not going to watch that. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to. You know, fuck, man. Hey. <laughs> I know, kids, man. Don't, get in the way of things. <laughs> like footy. Uh, yes. No, but Parramatta Manly, I'm, I'm, I'm super keen for that because obviously we've seen the Turbo Show and they've been touching up a lot of um, poor teams. The one yep. sort of contest they had was Penrith and they they were pretty valiant in their effort, but they did ultimately get beaten. So let's see how they go against Parramatta and let's see how Parramatta go against Manly. Yes. And it's up their track at Bankwest. But, well, you know, you rev up the turbo on that track. You know, everyone I else is playing. Jason, Saab, Jason on, Saab is nine feet tall after being a midget at the start of the year as far as confidence goes. This guy could play. If he's, where's he from? He's from New South Wales. He's a New South Welshman. Good. I decided, you know, sometimes he's, he's the type of bloke that Queensland just pick for origin like, yeah yeah he goes like that guy, he's queenslander yeah is that exactly like Kirk capel. you're like Kirk capel in the Kirk capel in the centers and then he plays center and he's fucking plays sick out of his skin and you're like yeah fuck this cunt yeah well, he doesn't play like your traditional center he just plays like another back rower you know like it's that typical you know how uh, wayne Bennett loves to put a back row at, at, in the centers kyle turner mm-hmm. was playing in the centers bo scott was playing yeah. in the centers he yeah. loves a back rower in the centers because he just trusts them. You know, it's like our yeah. faith in the front rowers. He has faith in a back row. We have faith in a front row. Yeah, anyway, yeah, exactly right. Uh, we, we, we could be talking about this shit for years and years. You know what I mean? That's just what we do. That's just what we do. Um, any basketball we want to talk about? Actually, yeah, quickly, just before well, we go, yes. a little bit of basketball. There's yeah, a play-in sure. tournament well, the last game, that I'm sure last game is the, coming last year. Last game, of the, what, the, what, last game of the season was on today. The last round. So every single team played today. 
There oh, was yeah. loads of implication, loads of playoff implications. Um, lots of teams playing, joss- a couple of teams jostling to get high position, but mostly a lot of teams in the West in particular tanking, trying to tank games to secure whether there were teams at the bottom like um, Minnesota and and OKC in Houston, like tanking just to confirm their spot. But also, like the Clippers were trying to tank today. They were playing against to OKC. To they didn't want to finish. They wanted to finish in the four seed rather than the three seed because, A, it meant they were probably going to play Dallas as opposed to Portland, which is a better matchup. But more importantly, it puts them on the other side of the draw to the Lakers, who okay. the Lakers, despite... He had Portland... Portland playing to win. They wanted to win, so they finished in the sixth seed and not playing the playing tournament because if the Lakers were to win and they lost and they go down, the Lakers won. The Lakers are the seventh seed. So what that means is on Thursday, Wednesday, I think America, Wednesday US time, Thursday Australia time, we have the Lakers versus the Warriors in 7v8 one-off playing game. So the winner gets the seventh seed. The loser plays the winner of nine versus 10 for the eighth seed. So with all no, the injuries, you got Sorry, the, say that again. Sorry, say that again. So seven plays. So seven eight. plays eight. The winner yep. gets the seven seed. Yeah. Okay. The loser gets another chance, and while the seven versus eight game is going on, you have ninth versus tenth. Loser versus okay. ninth versus tenth goes home. Winner of ninth versus tenth versus the loser of seven versus eight for the eight seed. So, um, yeah. so yeah. that's the new it's thing. That's the new bit they put on. That's the new little bit they put in. They've gone, fuck it. Only the top six are guaranteed for the playoffs. You're going to guarantee get your seedings and your seven-game series. Seven, eight, nine, ten, you guys are going to have a playing game. So, I'll have that this week. And the playoffs starts this weekend. On It'll start on Sunday. Oh, yeah. playoffs, is, playoffs begins. So, yeah, um, it, see, yeah it should be is, exciting. This, oh, no, I wouldn't change it too much. I was just about to say, this couldn't, could alter people's stats and stuff like that but it won't do that at all because it's just a playing game isn't it it's sort of just it's just there's four games there's two games in each conference seven verse eight nine verse ten and then one more after that oh yeah so there's three so seven and eight have got two bites of the cherries they got two bites of the cherry um nine and ten have to win two in a row for the right to play the one seed Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know that's what you get for coming fucking ten like yeah, tenth out of fifteen. So look, it, the, the benefit for them that the NBA has found they've just had a couple more teams who have something to play for. So a team that's tenth and eleven, or even eleventh or twelfth, which who might have normally gone, right? We're not going to make the playoffs. Let's tank. Let's get a better draft pick. Now there's a few more teams that go. You know what? We make that playing tournament. We win two games. We get. The, we're in the playoffs. You know. So let's put a few more teams in it, but. Look, it, it's as always. The NBA is always about the top teams, but the seven seven versus eight, LeBron versus Steph Curry in a playing tournament. That's that's pretty exciting. Um, It'd be better the if unfortunate it was a thing is, 10. yeah, the it yeah, it's, then it is. Like, then you, it's then a, it it's is a playing death, tournament. But, it's a playing tournament, but like those know, two teams are on. probably going to win. It, look, whoever loses is probably going to win the beat the team that comes ninth or tenth. So those will probably be the seventh and eighth seeds. Well, I, but I'm still, not... how's the reward for the how's the reward for the top two seeds in the West? Like, look, the Warriors yeah. aren't very good, but Steph Curry is very good. Um, <laughs> and in a four game series, it'd be pretty hard for him. Like, he'd have to score fifty a game. But the Lakers are the defending champs, and they just have been hurt. Like LeBron's only just come back last week. Um, he's played or maybe played like three games. AD's been back about five or six, but they're just starting to come back. So you're Phoenix. 
Haven't made the fucking playoffs in like 12 years, 14 years. Haven't made the playoffs. Have this awesome year where you finish 51 and 21. Like you're the second best record in the league. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your award? You're playing the Lakers in the first round. Like you're playing the defending yeah. champs. And that's just how so, the NBA is playing, man. That's That's just how sports rolls. So, look, exciting exactly. stuff. Playoffs kicking off this week and the uh, playoff part of the Total Wins League uh, will be kicking oh, yes. off as well. So, Oh, yes. So I've got another chance. chance. I've got another chance. You do. I, think you got a pre- I think you've got a, I think you got oh, a pretty bro, good chance. Oh, bro, that's got a pretty good chance, mate. You've got to be into the winner. Reasonable teams. Definitely. Right. Definitely. I think we might have to call it a night there. And a good night it's been. It's been an absolute pleasure, as it is always. You know, much love to everyone who's listened, tuned in. Uh, apologies again. If you guys have made it this far, much appreciation. Apologies for the technical difficulties. You know, we're not the, we're not the most tech-savvy when it comes to these kinds of things. We're just sports nuts that just like to talk sport. But there's a lot more to putting these things together than just this, the, 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 the rambling that we go on about. Um, you know, apologies if it was a poor reception when we did the phone calls. If it was all right, we're going to listen to it, obviously, when we get a chance. Um, but anyway, most importantly, go the roosters. Not that chucks. Not that chucks. Much love to everyone. Take it easy. Right, we can uh, we can slide our way into the top four next week. <laughs>